1: from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional idea.
2: <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind?
1: And welcome to Tinfoil Hat, you know who I am, you know I'm here to do, I'm here to rock, rock. that's right dude, joining me as always my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, the giraffe king, XG in the place of B, Xavier Guerrero. What's up boss? And on the ones and twos as always, the guy you love, the love, the love, my good friend and yours, Johnny Woodard everybody, how are you?
3: Hey man, I'm good. I'm Johnny, okay. it's
1: great to hear you. Great, to, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of the show, uh, guys. I want to thank everybody who came out to Phoenix, Arizona for the uh, my uh, weekend at the House of Comedy. It was tinfoil hat, hard in the paint. Had a lot of people asking about XG. Oh, Half shit. of Arizona thinks you've been deported, so uh, <laughs> just go with it if they ask. Okay, I told them that you were crashing at their cousin's <laughs> house. Okay, I uh, thank you guys for coming out. Sold out of the shirts. You guys are the best. I appreciate you. So, if you want to see me live, the next time, probably for a little while, will be um, uh, January 24th. We are at our favorite stomping grounds, Hyenas in Fort Worth. I think they're moving us up to the big club oh, shit. Fort Worth, Eddie Bravo, XG, myself, Reed Becker, uh, the whole crew, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, back in the saddle, ready to rock like young Christian. Warriors okay and that is a Friday at 8 p.m. show that is hyenas in Dallas Fort Worth Uh, I know it's not the same city but it's around the same time and then the next day we don't stop we can't stop we won't stop we're at brick town comedy club in Oklahoma City that's the 25th and that's a 420 show 420 you know we got really lucky too because there won't be any football on Oh, yeah, it'll be done. Yeah. Oh, no, there's no, that a two-week a break, break yep. so they can really milk that thing. <laughs> right? So we got lucky. So come out. Bring your weed. I don't even know. We're going to be talking some Bigfoot wars before that, by the way. We're going to get into that. There's a big Bigfoot war of 1855 in OKC that uh, everybody's really interested about hearing about. Uh, so that's that. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at BetDSI. BetDSI for all your betting needs. Use the promo code HAT. 100 and you they will double up whatever you deposit into your account um up to uh five hundred dollars okay you put 500 bucks in bam you got a thousand in it now you can't just withdraw it because everybody would do that you would just use it as a cash register you uh if you use a promo code you gotta gamble a little bit and they'll take care of you but this is a great time tonight is the uh of the uh ncaa football finals then we also have uh play i mean nfl playoffs going basketball is going ufc's coming and we have uh obviously baseball is about to start gearing up again boxing is on fire uh johnny you think we're in a golden age of boxing right now uh yeah sure why not
3: i, I mean it's so much better
1: well i, don't, I mean it's just really rude dude. <laughs>
3: Trying to sell some know, shit right? you're like eh, yeah, Maybe I, guess. I don't know I don't know <laughs> what <laughs> that means I, Golden age
1: <laughs> You don't know what that means if you, you The heavyweights not, not, man. For, not
3: for boxing No I mean I don't think heavyweights Are as good as the 90s Do you think they're as good as the 90s? No
1: but there are There seems to be more Competitive but yeah, It's, it's way better than it was But it's that One of our uh, Longest running sponsors Support the show By supporting Now guys A lot of you guys Don't realize How hard we're rocking On this Patreon I discovered this new website Called uh, Steam Yard Dot com. It's the best for content, dude. It's the easiest way just to do an interview with somebody who isn't there, dude. It's awesome. Steamyard, I've been cranking out. I put two uh, shows out yesterday. Just go to uh, patreon.com backslash uh, Hat, and you will find it. Uh, you're getting two to three hours of content. If these two shows are enough, get your third one right there. And the t-shirts are great. We're about to put up. Are you ready for the new t-shirt, Johnny? I Killed Epstein is going to be on there today. <laughs> What's well, on uh, it? That's so funny. You can get the I Killed Epstein oh, shirt. Shit. That should be up tonight. Is it your face on it?
3: No. Okay, that's too bad.
1: But why would they get it? I yeah, want I people to walk around with it. Yeah, okay. All right? I was hoping
3: it was your confession to uh, Killing Epstein.
1: I wish I could... Cl- Clayton credit for that I really would I would do a couple years in jail If everyone thought I killed Epstein
3: Maybe maybe you could have Like Hillary Clinton's face But you can only sing it From like an angle Oh you know?
1: stop with that Stop She's a Stop person. with those deep fakes Bro People are putting my face On deep fakes <laughs> Oh that was crazy That was great dude, That <laughs> was so funny By the way It took it. me a couple seconds To realize that was me because Your lit- face
3: really fit on him though Wasn't that weird dude. How it kind of
1: Hey dude Stop. You're being rude. He's a good <laughs> guy, that judge. He is a good guy.
3: <laughs> Check out Samuel. Go to
1: foil hat t-shirts.com and get the new I killed Epstein shirts. You're gonna love it. Guys, that's the business. I, I appreciate that you guys didn't fast forward to that because I know some of you guys did because you don't respect the show, but that's fine. Joining me is one of the uh the the OGs of this whole thing. Uh, I've been bringing on a lot of guys who've been doing this uh, truth game for a long time, talking to them, uh, getting to know what that what they went through, their journeys, and uh, I'm super excited to have him on. He did the show before, instant classic, just like this one uh, will be. Uh, we're I'm a big fan of his, I love his story, I love his point of view, I love how he sees the world. Please welcome Free Man Fly, everybody. How are you, brother? What's up, guys? Thanks for coming back on, dude. We appreciate you and your thousands of books. Where are you, at the Vatican right now?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. My Vatican, man. This is where I dig deep. Yeah, Freeman. You know, I've actually read all this crap.
1: Yeah, I believe you, Shit. dude. I believe you. I like you, dude. I, you're a man. Uh, you're a wealth of knowledge. You're a walking encyclopedia of the truth. Now, Freeman, uh, for those who don't know you, why don't you tell them a little bit about you, your shows, your YouTube, your your website, and all that stuff? Let them know. Drop some knowledge.
0: All right. Uh, FreemanTV.com is where my home has been for 15 years uh freemantv.com has exa- existed longer than youtube so put that in your hat yeah uh, <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, when did uh, you start it so yeah i started on television on access with uh, uh same studio as alex jones you know he uh he got up and i sat down and and i would do my slot and uh so I started before there was YouTube, Google, or all of that crap and was on uh access television like Wayne's World, you know? I was just uh a rambling, traveling fool that ended up in Austin, Texas one day at a UFO conference with an ex burger. And uh <laughs> this guy walks up to me and says, You need a TV show, and I'm like <laughs> uh what do you mean he was hearing me talk you know i was laying out some conspiracy theories some mystological you know all of the good stuff out there and uh he's like you need a tv show and next thing i know he put me on access and then five years later i'm still doing the damn tv show then that became a podcast and then youtube and you know now i'm in a documentary about youtube celebrity made by aliphantus <laughs> <something> made by- <laughs> who aliphantus who, um, the kind of ping pong cooking, guy, all that good stuff. Yeah, he made a documentary about uh, YouTube celebritydom. Hold on, and, you're uh, in yeah.
1: a movie with the guy who owns Common Ping Pong. By the Common, uh,
0: he made the film. Yeah, it's called Me at the Zoo. It's an HBO documentary. Uh, him and Michael Stipe of REM put that together.
1: How <laughs> did? You, when does that come out? Did it already come out?
0: Oh yeah, it's been out. Like when They had set up this whole documentary about uh, YouTube celebrities, right? And since yeah. I was the first uh, on YouTube and the longest-running talk show on YouTube... You were on YouTube
1: they... when it was just you on YouTube.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the truth there. And uh, So, yeah, they, they got me in on this documentary, but then they ended up nixing all the other YouTube creators uh, because they met Chris Crocker, this transvestite who... Got famous for crying,
3: leave Britney alone.
1: Yeah, he now does gay uh, porn. I don't know how I know that. Johnny was telling <laughs> me that the other day. He was not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, leave Britney right alone. Here's a funny story about that, Free Man. Yeah. Is that uh, Dana Marshall uh, produced the big uh, video called um, Piece of Me, which was the video that came out right after. um... Uh, her meltdown you remember it was like the video that kind of saved her so i'm in that video i put i play uh you know creepy paparazzi guy she steps over me i get to see where babies come from okay and uh but it's very funny because chris crocker tried to crash that 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 video he tried to come for and real? meet her and they were on like super alert look out look for a, a trans britney walking around <laughs> And I was like, oh, who's this? <laughs> who's this chick? Oh, it's that dude. Damn. Crazy, dude. I'm like, so that's a fun story. There we go. Anyways, yeah, back to you. I'm film t- with
0: uh, Dan Fogler.
1: Oh, that's awesome. You if do. you don't
0: know Dan Fogler, and Hathaway's in it as well.
1: Oh, snaps. Look at you, Freeman. <laughs> Freeman's on the yeah. thing. So you went on this journey. You did this uh, TV show. And uh, where do you go from there?
0: Well, truth is, I started uh, long ago, right? You know, early 90s, I... I- started this investigation by 99 i'd given up on reality right (laughs) Uh, (laughs) what does that mean you
1: you gave up on reality
0: that's the truth man as soon as they were announcing they were going to cap the great pyramid with gold and they had set up the whole y2k celebration and bill clinton was there saying it's a rising sun our children are ready i was like man this world's nothing what anyone thinks. I'm out. Oh my and I quit God. Kansas University. I was working there. And they're like, you're not going to walk out on a KU uh, rep, uh, reference, are you? And I'm like, I'm never coming back to the real world, my friend. <laughs> and I never did. I haven't had a job since 1999. But That's I've been amazing. traveling since 93, you know.
1: That's amazing. The places you've gone, the people you have seen. So you quit this job uh, where you're working at Kansas and then you just decide to go and, and do what? You just wanted to go and, uh, I mean, I know from your uh, Instagram page what you do, but why don't you tell our listeners what what was your kind of goal or did you have a goal and you just kind of winged it or what was the plan?
0: Yeah, I actually bugged out quite a few years earlier than that. 1993. I had just graduated college and was. uh, My mom bought me a hippie van, right? A Volkswagen bus. And I decided, well, you know, I went over to a hippie friend's house and he was, he had this set of juggling sticks sitting there at his house. And I looked at him and said, you know what? I could make those. And he's like, nah, really? And so he went and he bought me all of the stuff to make them. So I started producing juggling sticks. And. Next thing I knew, I was selling these things faster than I could make them, and it dawned on me, you know what? I could I could do this in any park across America, you know. <laughs> and so next thing I know, I was jumping in my van with a load of juggling sticks and a crazy friend, and I said, "Hey, let's hit the road," and we just took off. We had no idea where we were going, what we were going to do, how we were going to afford this, or anything like that. Just knew that we had to go.
1: Freeman. What is yeah. uh? What are juggling groupies like? What are they like? Who are they like? the like chicks? Are <laughs> like, are you a juggler? Can you juggle chainsaws? You know, are they like? Are they? I mean, they gotta be a cool group to party with, right? They gotta be willing to get down.
0: Uh, it's so funny because you know, all right, the first groupie I ran into actually was a um, archaeological uh, professor. You know, she she ran the archaeology at, at um, Smithsonian yeah so here i am my first stop leaving america or leaving my home leaving the and going out in the van i'm laying out by the washington monument never been to dc before in my life and i hear freeman <laughs> freeman i'm like no way what's going on i mean this is my first time out and uh it turned out to be this girl who bought a set of juggling sticks off me on a flea market in florida and she worked at the Smithsonian and took me downstairs and showed me all of the secrets that people weren't allowed to see, you know, saber-toothed tiger heads and all this stuff. What? But we ended up occupying Bill Clinton's White House. Oh, shit. So for nine days, I slept out in front of Bill Clinton's White House with a hundred more other, uh, if you call them hippies, I don't know.
1: Juggling groupies?
0: Yeah, juggling groupies Hold on, all over. That was
1: back in the day when you could get near the White House.
0: That's true. That fence wasn't there yet, and, yeah, we were sleeping right there in the lawn. Bill Clinton had to walk past me after his blowjob with Monica Lewinsky.
1: (laughs) His quote-unquote blowjob with Monica Lewinsky. I still, to this day, think that is this part of this thing that we see them do where they lay down all this misinformation, and they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, Bill Clinton, he's such a fucking panty dropper. He can't stop getting that ass.
4: No, she sucked his dick. Uh,
1: maybe he's Andy Dick, and he just like he oh, just he likes want, every hole. He just yeah. wants to hit holes. Yeah, he
4: he he likes everything, but I think she sucked his dick. Man. She still has his dress. That dress. She well, still he has got it. he
1: got charged
0: for inserting a cigar in her vagina.
1: Well, you know, hey, <laughs> dude, everybody likes it a little weird. <laughs> so, My family went and called me when saw me do stand up this weekend. I've talked about all the normal stuff on stage. I'm getting into weird shit, and they're like, "We didn't know that about you." I'm like. Dude, I'm 25 years into this comedy career. You know, I've talked about everything heterosexual I can. I'm just, the new punk rock is gay shit. That's pretty much, I'm just up there just seeing what I can get away. Anyways, uh, so (laughs) Freeman, what was the first real like trippy, trippy, trippy like um, place you went to? Location, secret location did you go to?
0: It was that same trip. Okay, so here I am sitting out in front of Bill Clinton's White House with a 100 other hippies. We're all sleeping in the park. Now, the funny thing was, we, we were obviously being observed, and we knew we were, so we decided to challenge this, and we all whistled really loud in one part of the park. Sure enough, they turned on all the sprinklers just in that area of the park, so all the hippies are grabbing all their blankets and everything and having to run from all the sprinklers going on. So we took a took a hike, you know, we knew they were listening to everything. I had a helicopter that followed me everywhere I went. So we were wandering down the street. Next thing we know, we stumble across the Temple of the 33rd, the Supreme Council of the Freemasons. In had Washington, no D.C.? Was right
1: in Washington, D.C.?
0: Yeah, this whole thing was D.C. Like, this is my first stop, you know, as I got in my van and drove. Uh, this was where I ended up. So I show up at the White House. There's hundreds of hippies sleeping in his front lawn. I join them. I live there for nine days and uh, start wandering around D.C. I end up at the, the Supreme Council and uh, got a few of these books from there. Uh, she actually handed me like their secret books and said, you know, you're so interested in this. Take this and don't let anyone know. So I did, you know, who was, <laughs> but the, was who
1: gave it to you?
0: The head librarian, she, uh, she saw me digging into Manly P. Hall. She saw me digging into, you know, a lot of the stuff I got right behind my head was on the shelves at the 33rd, and uh, so she uh, Have you returned those
1: books yet? I mean, the late fee on that's got to be crazy right now, right? <laughs> yeah. You know when you, you know, have late right? fees, you're like, oh, my God, this porno at Blockbuster's two days late. It's going to be 20 bucks.
0: But check this out. So I walked <laughs> back to the White House. And all of a sudden, all right, so I'm, I'm hanging out with this Rastafarian and a shaman, and they're talking about oh, how God. Mother Nature's <laughs> taking care of us and how she knows, she knows. Well, all of a sudden, this crazy wind blows in like the, the shaman had called it, and then the sewage main erupts, and the entire White House is surrounded in shit for three days. <laughs> literally. What? Yeah. Really? There was a moat of shit around the White House oh, for my three days. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: That's ridiculous, crazy. dude. That's yeah. ridiculous. Oh Completely my god! Up. Shit everywhere. Oh, that's, that's the worst. Ugh. Ugh. Instead of shit outside the instead of inside the White House, it's outside the White House.
0: Oh yeah, man. It was it was nasty.
1: <laughs> that stuff was running uphill. It was coming out so hard. But it was
3: crazy.
1: You're an asshole, Johnny. I'm trying to do an interview. God. Just giving you props, maybe. <laughs> So Freeman, how many lodges have you been to?
0: God, I don't know. Every state, you know, everywhere I go, I stop in one and uh, check it out and grab what I can. And um, you know, I've been to the Grand Lodge of London. I've been to the Grand Lodge of Australia. I've been to the Grand Lodge in America, uh, New York. Well, every state has a Grand Lodge in America, so it's different than the rest of the world. The rest of the world has like one Grand Lodge for their nation. America has a Grand Lodge for every state. So uh I went I took Dan Fogler. Uh, you know Dan Fogler from yeah. uh, Balls of Fury, right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the only p- movie anybody remembers Fogler from. I've been, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in a movie with Dan Fogler and I go around telling everybody, right? Yeah. You know, I'm in a movie with Dan Fogler. He's on the screen. He's on, you know, Walking Dead. He's on uh, Fantastic Beast. I mean, he was in the theater while I was talking about this and people are like, oh, I never heard of Dan Fogler." And I started finding out I'm more famous than dan and i'm like damn, this is- <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry dan. A damn
0: person that knew there was
2: these
1: but juggling I took dan like the, this you know the
0: new york grand lodge yeah. <laughs> oh my god and the masons there they start telling me and dan and the film crew well first they told us we couldn't film there right so yeah. we went ahead and just brought all the camera crews inside anyway there he is you know, and we brought all the camera crews inside and, and, and they told us you can't film. And we, we, you know, we're sitting there with the cameras and the mic checks. We're checking in every room and they still didn't stop us. And then uh, the Mason that was giving us the tour starts telling us, you know, well, it was like this full moon on a on a super moon or something. There was crazy astronomical astrological stuff going on that day. And the Mason starts telling us, yeah, you know, we keep the bodies in the basement. You see that chain over there? That's how we haul them all up here. And he is saying all this crazy shit to us. And we're all getting in on What do you mean you keep film. the
1: bodies? What bodies?
0: Yeah, well, for their rituals. He was joking, I, I hope. <laughs> I hope I hope, too.
1: <laughs> I hope so, too. What, who are the Freemasons? Talk to me about that. Who
0: are the Freemasons? All free right, Masons? one plug, though. That movie is called Don Peyote just in case anyone's interested in, in seeing this uh, crazy film that uh, Anne Hathaway, Dan Fogler, and Freeman Flyer are in.
1: Okay, um, man, we'll look at it's Don. Called Don Peyote. Peyote. Yeah. Good luck on spelling Peyote, dude. I, I, yeah, I, I should know how. I'll, hold on real quick, Freeman. Sorry, i got to stop the interview hey, for a do second. It. I have to ask you, are you getting rid of the Drake look? It looks like you got rid of your little... Yeah. Okay, you gone. gave it up. Yeah. 2020's a new look? Yep. Okay, respect that. So, Freeman, tell me about... <laughs> Free man, tell me about the freemasons who are they
0: yeah it's a long boring complicated story <laughs> we got
1: time oh, unless you don't want to get into you want to get into some other stuff i'm fine with that as well but
0: yeah who you know, are there's better stuff i mean you know i would have to i'd have to dig deep for all of that okay you know, that's deep no. thoughts going on there well,
1: we're deep show but if you don't want to we don't have to dude we don't have to I mean, we're done with that. Talk to me about synchronicity, brother. What is going on with synchronicity? You want to talk about? I want to talk about. I want to hear about it.
0: Yeah, man. All right. So this is something that's you know prone to everyone. Everyone can do this, and if everyone recognized it, we could change the world instantly. Now, I, what happened for me is I decided to hit the road, and like I was saying back in '93. And had my set of juggling sticks. Next thing I know, this little dog decided to join me. That dog followed me across the entire United States for five years, maybe longer. I'm not sure. He vanished eventually. Uh, but I never leashed him, never did anything. But that's actually the first card in the tarot deck in Magic, you know? So the fool walking off a cliff with juggling with the black and white spotted dog at his ankle. I was literally that tarot card. Uh, just Yeah. Fuck. Really? And then ended up with the magician's library, ended up with the next card, the magician, and then ended up in Austin unveiling the goddess, which is the next card, uh, the high priestess, and it just kept going like that. Like my wife just kept following the tarot. But what I learned was that if you actually get out there and you are a positive person and you fulfill uh people's, you know, needs or just their, you know, People like to join in on an adventure. Let's put it that way. I agree, dude. And, you know, if you're not coming in there needy and homeless, I would always say I'm home free because I chose to, you know, I've lived in a vehicle for 20 years. Right.
1: There's an old <laughs> saying by, uh, you know, it, well, it's not an old saying, but, uh, you know, Chris Rock says something that like, you know, if my car breaks down and I wave people down, nobody stops to help me. If, I, if people see me pushing my car, mm-hmm. people get out of their car and try to help me. People want to help those who want to help themselves. If you're right. always begging for help, no one's going to help you. If you're exactly. trying to better your life, people want to help you. You put out positive energy, energy gets back. I, I, I believe that's the simulation, dude. It- Whatever this dimension is, whatever this simulation is, the energy you put out is the energy you get back. And I think that is what people need to understand. And like, you know, we're blessed to have people like Freeman on the on show talking about this. You know, I got a cousin going through some stuff and no one around her talks to her about any of this stuff. She has no clue about the synchronicity and the energy and all that stuff. And we're blessed to be having these conversations, man. You know, it's like I call my cousins in the middle. I try to give them the knowledge that, you know, that I learned from people like Freeman and stuff like that. I totally agree with that, brother. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I had no
0: idea where I was going. Right. And uh, I always brought someone with me. I never saw a mountain before and, you know, make it all very exciting and enjoyable and. Uh, the thing is, is that people would always ask me after I would land somewhere, you know, I like to land in Lawrence, Kansas, for some weird reason, when it was winter, I would, you know, and they'd ask me, well, you know, where did you sleep? How'd you get gas? Where'd you eat? Well, how'd you get food? And honestly, I, in an entire year of traveling, I had never thought about how I had done what I did. I don't know. Everything just seemed to work out. Every time we showed up someplace, there was someone needing to do what I needed to do that got me where I needed to go. And this got me here and there and the other place. And uh, over and over again, just every day, another miracle would step in and, and bring me to the next thing. And I mean, I've traveled 100 miles south on 666 and then said, wait a minute. Let's not travel south on 666. That would probably take us to hell and just turn around and go north, you know? Because it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Right.
1: I, f- I find that about, uh, I always tell people about LA when they move to LA. You know, we can say whatever we want. I'm Hollywood. I'm not talking about Hollywood. I'm talking about Los Angeles, right? When you move to LA, your first year is always your worst year. It just, there's something about this town that humbles you, right?
0: I was kidnapped, mugged.
1: <laughs> Dude. Listen, that happens. I was like- kidnapped
0: by Richard Pryor.
1: You Whoa, got well. Okay, he looked just like
0: Richard Pryor, dude. He did. <laughs> I-, I would still stand to this day that Richard Pryor kidnapped me.
1: What day? What year is this?
0: Oh God, time and me don't really match.
1: Okay, that was okay. back
0: in the early. That had to have been around '88.
1: Might have happened. He was around yeah. then, right? First
0: time I was in Hollywood.
1: I'm sure on a couple and, uh, crack runs uh, he fucking jacked some dudes. That's you know what you do on crack. That's what you do on crack, brother. Weird shit. But you yeah. know, when, when we moved to LA, uh everybody from Vegas, we were all comedians in Vegas, we moved to Los Angeles, and everybody either their car got stolen, they got in a horrific accident, or like got set on fire. Like everybody that moved from LA, that's the first year. We're kidnapped. Or, or, or you get kidnapped by Cracked Out Richard Pryor. It could go either way, right? So, but after that, dude, just L.A., started, like, there's something about you. It's like, every time you think it's going to crash and burn and you're done, the universe just provides you it just It like, wants a you bit. to
4: leave. It wants you to go no, back home. If, I, if, the first year. Yeah, the first year, it's like, hey, go back to your parents' house. Yeah, you go don't home. It. Call you do really day. want this shit.
1: But it's meant to humble you. And then the second year, every time you're about to, like, give up, something happens. And that's, that's just life, and like the in, entertainment industry. Every time you want to quit, a little something comes. A little bit more to keep you going. And that's kind of what Freeman's talking about. It's like every time he was like trying, right? Every time you thought it was over, boom, something else would show up. Or you could have left exactly. the day
4: before. That day you left, you, if you would have been where you were at, you could have got a spot.
1: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Well, don't I leave, sh- don't leave. Someone's telling me about the guy from Mike and Molly. What's his name? The big dude? Mike and Molly, he was like, he literally told his friend, hey, I'm quitting this weekend. This is my last weekend doing stand-up. And he was about to do the weekend. The next day, he calls the club. I got to quit. I just got to call back. You know what the show was for? Mike and Molly. Yeah, see? You never know. It's the universe. What is the universe, Freeman? What is the universe? We
0: are the universe. Our consciousness is the universe. And we create it all. And if you believe that, then it'll all work out. Uh, I mean, consider. Okay, so I was working at Kansas University. This uh, another in, ingesting the universe, uh, and I was putting love. I, I was a I was the cook for KU basketball team, right? And, what year was this? Um, the year they won.
1: Danny Manning year.
0: Manning, yeah. Who was the point guard? Uh, Yeah, Manning was there, Uh, Oster Oster Tag, right? Oh, yeah, Oster
1: Tag, dog, the big white guy. You remember Oster Tag, right? (laughs) Couldn't make a damn free
0: throw, save his life, (laughs) right? Point Guard was badass. I can't remember his name. But, you know, I was feeding them love. I was was making that gourmet food for them twice a day, and, uh, you know, next thing you know, they're in the final four. Uh, I I had the guys at Pizza Hut coming to me asking if I could go train all their cooks uh, how to (laughs) make food. And I told them straight up, and these guys in all their suits, uh, you know, love's an ingredient. I can't teach that.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And they they walked out with their jaws dropped. They didn't know what to do with me. You
1: can't teach passion. You can't, can't, man. You can't teach caring. So,
0: so yeah, man, I took off on the road. I just kept traveling, kept going. I mean, the story in, in L.A. and Hollywood, that was back just after high school, you know, back in the 80s for me. And uh, now that's a, that's a tale of the opposite, right? That's where everything went wrong, like you're saying. I mean, I had some guy pick me up thinking I was a prostitute because I was walking down the street for a while because I didn't have a place to stay because I got kicked out of my hotel because some kid had broken in and stole my stereo and was was some crackhead or meth dealer or something going down and i got kicked out of the hotel for them where i had paid this 10 year old child japanese child you know hundreds of dollars to to stay there and then next thing i know i'm wandering the streets of la getting picked up as a prostitute not realizing that that's what's occurring until uh, they started getting a little more forward, and I realized what uh, what was actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I end up at a, at a Western Union asking my mom for some more money because they kicked me out of the hotel. And that's when Richard Pryor approached me invited <laughs> me to stay at his pad.
1: This is he the best story ever. You, know? you paid a 10-year-old <laughs> Japanese me- boy to crash at your place while you wandered the streets. And then you got picked up as a gay hooker, and then uh, you ran, and Richard Pryor kidnapped you.
0: Exactly,
1: man. Held me in his uh, car with a knife till
0: I out. could run. Oh, my God. I went running up to people in the grocery store. I run, We're running away from them, you know. And I'm in the grocery store like, help me, help me. This man's chasing me with a knife, please. And everybody's just pushing me away. <laughs> Get away from me, man. I run out the back door of the grocery store, across the street into a motorcycle shop. And then I hitchhike my way to the airport and... Uh, I, I'm sitting there in the airport. I'm wearing Richard Pryor's shirt and the meth dealer's <laughs> pants, and I'd lost everything.
1: You're like <laughs> a, a drug addict, build Build-A-Bear, right? <laughs> You're like, okay, you got a meth head's hat. You got a, a fucking heroin-addicted shoes on. It's fucking great. That's so Yeah, gr- I
0: woke up in an a LTD at the prostitute's house. That's when I wandered off to the airport. Oh, uh,
1: this a- was
0: my first time leaving home.
1: <laughs> How old were you then?
0: <laughs> I was just like 18, 19.
1: Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, shit. Unbelievable. I mean, maybe yeah. that's the story of Jesus, right? I mean, he hung <laughs> out with some hookers, right? Is there anything wrong with that? Why does everybody hate hookers, by the way? I mean, it's capital. Hookers a hooker. hated you. Why'd they hate you? <laughs>
0: because they would leave me in the car when they were going to do their tricks because they wouldn't leave me at the house and they wouldn't leave me anywhere. They didn't trust me. And uh, so I would go up and bang on the John's door and like, hey, man, can I get the keys to listen to the radio? <laughs> they
2: were like,
1: what are you doing? You're cock blocking a business transaction, <laughs> free man. Now, let me ask you, were you partying at this point, Free Man? Were you deep into it? Anything? Some fucking bathtub speed, some uh, weed, some cocaine, crack? Were you doing crack with Richard that, Pryor? That, at that point,
0: I was pretty damn straight. I didn't even know anything that was happening around me. Like, I didn't know, I didn't understand what was going on at all. Uh, so, uh, you know, then, then the hippie days came in and, uh, you start to introduce a little more of the psychedelics into the situation and I ended up following the grateful dead and widespread panic and string cheese incident. And, now when you were well, more like the grateful dead were following me, Yeah, you know? I never liked the dead. I never liked Deadheads, but, uh, I was a nomad. They were a nomad. So it was cool to have a group to, to be nomads with, but I never really cared about the grateful dead, but. They kept following me. I mean, I literally, there was a bumper sticker that says, who are the Grateful Dead and why do they keep following me? That was my life. Like, everywhere I went, And dead and was there. And
2: what are your thoughts
1: easy. on that uh, the Grateful Dead were CIA? They were operatives. Basically, you, they were the house band of the guy who made uh, all the CIA's acid, and they were used to just spread acid around the country.
0: Well, they were all Freemasons. Oh, you know, that's, the Grateful
1: uh, Dead were all Freemasons?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil Lesh took me to a Mason temple, tried to kill me one time. Dude, uh, Why the are celebrities the trying Game? to kill you, free Freeman? Right. They tried to kill everybody. They packed this whole Mason temple filled of thousands of Grateful Dead fans for a Phil Lesh and Friends show. And there was no air conditioning. And the Masons, had, well, they turned off the air conditioning. And the Masons had turned off all the cold water in the building. <laughs> So uh, you could only get hot water so that you had to go buy their $3 little mini bottles of water that the Masons were selling you. And everybody around me was passing out, man. They were just dropping. And so I'd grab them and I'd bring them over to the window, fan them back awake. And at one point I had my hand out the window and I felt somebody grab my hand. Now we're on, I think the second floor. I don't know. I, I could have sworn we were. Anyway, a hand grabs my hand out the window. I pull this person up and it's a great friend of mine. I hadn't seen it in a while. and I just yanked him into the concert then they came over and said, we're going to shut down that window. And I'm like, the hell you are. I'm saving lives over here. And I'm having to pour <laughs> these $3 bottle of water on everybody's head, trying to save lives for them. And uh, I go to the bathroom to fill it up. And they turned off all the cold water. You could only get hot water. I mean, these people don't care about you one bit.
1: They don't care. Are the Freemasons good people or bad people? Are they like any group? There's some, a lot of good ones, but a couple bad apples.
0: Well, Freemasons' motto is make good men better. Uh, yeah, it all depends on the me- on the man, you know. You can get a lot out of it, or you can get nothing out of it. and Basically, most get nothing out of it. What's you know, it? it's a lot of boring rituals and sleeping in the lodge. There's even a SpongeBob episode where they show him sleeping in the lodge. You know that whoever's writing that has been into a So Mason you're so-
1: telling me that SpongeBob is a Freemason? Ah, uh, there's an
0: episode where he's in a Mason lodge, and they're all wearing the uh, eye in pyramid hats on them. And uh, one of them's sleeping in the lodge, and that that any Mason knows that that's what's going down. Oh, but shit. you know, anyone watching the cartoon wouldn't
1: realize it. Is it true? I found it. Really? Yep. SpongeBob had a Freemason.
4: Woodward. Fucking Patrick's there. The whole squad's there.
1: Dude, the whole squad's there doing blood Fucking sacrifices, spirit meat. cooking and oh, shit. And
4: they got a pyramid in the back. Oh, shit. Oh,
1: Nothing's nothing sacred. Shit. Nothing is as it is. God, you can't even watch. I mean, not now you ever hear that SpongeBob is gay pornography? You ever hear that? It's
4: <laughs> no. some of the episodes are weird.
1: Yeah, I know, especially the ones you're beating off to. Listen, dude. <laughs> uh what uh so the free freeman are 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 the freemasons and the illuminati the same thing? Are they two different things? Are they at war? Are they working together? Are they tag team champions? What what's the story with that?
0: All right, the illuminati, 1776, May 1st, Adam Weishaupt, Uh created a, a society to bring about free college, uh, um, gender gender equality, and all of the things that the lefts are after uh, is exactly what, what Adam Weishaupt was shooting for back in 1776 uh, with the Illuminati. When you got to America, George Washington was warning all the Freemasons that the Illuminati were infiltrating Freemasonry and changing it. So they are at odds with each other. Uh, And then there's the Jesuits. Who uh, Adam Weishaupt was a Jesuit who was against the Jesuits. Now that's the order of the Catholic Church.
1: Oh, talk to me about the Jesuits. I want to know more about the Jesuits.
0: Yeah, there's not enough known about the Jesuits. They're the ones who are coming forward now saying, hey, you know, E.T., uh, we'd baptize them. We don't care how many tentacles they have. And they use the Lucifer telescope to see Goldilocks planets. You know, it's uh, the Jesuits that, uh, well, the Pope, you know, he's the first Jesuit Pope. There's always been a black Pope, right? There's a black Pope and a white Pope. And the black Pope is the grandmaster of the Jesuits, and the white Pope is the Pope. And He's, uh, just,
1: he's just shell.
0: Right, but now Pope Francis is a Jesuit, so for the first time ever in the in Vatican history, the Pope is a Jesuit. So the black Pope and the white Pope are both Jesuit now. Um,
1: Yeah, you remember. So the Jesuits,
0: yeah, they were like uh, the first secret service, the first uh, intelligence agencies, the first, uh, you know really uh, get propaganda going and all. Are,
1: that. are the Jesuits like everywhere? Are they just like a group of like secret service or are they like infiltrating everything? Are like the CIA, are the Nazis, the CIA, Mossad, are they all Jesuits?
0: Can't answer that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they're Damn. They're everywhere.
1: They're Jesuits are everywhere.
0: Sure. And openly, you know. Uh, if you look into, you know, extraterrestrials at this point, you're going to find all the Jesuits talking about it. Like, they're the the priests that are coming forward, uh, Consul Magno and uh, a couple others that have come forward and saying, you know, we'll, we'll baptize E.T. And they also said that uh, extraterrestrials didn't suffer original sin because they weren't born of Adam and Eve. So they're more welcomed and more uh, right there in the Catholic Church. And...
1: The Catholic Church is welcoming aliens more than people.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> dude, that's the shit right there. I could listen to that all day. Now, do you believe in aliens, Freeman?
0: I guess I do. You know, I have a major UFO story.
1: Oh, dude. Uh,
0: I lost, lost five hours of time.
1: Dude, please. If it's anything like your Richard Pryor story, I need to hear this <laughs> alien story. Tell me about the aliens. I got a,
0: a couple of those scenarios, actually. Um, so, 93 again, back, uh, just graduated college, down at Daytona Beach for spring break, and uh, there was a giant rectangle hanging out over Daytona Beach. I mean, it was massive, but it was only me and my friends sitting there on the beach. It was nighttime, and everybody else was up the street partying down the, the, you know, the strip. So, you and guys were so- the only
1: ones who saw this massive triangle?
0: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a triangle, it was a rectangle.
1: Rectangle, sorry. Were you on drugs at this time, Freeman? Not really. Nothing. So it's you, (laughs) your buddy, you see a giant rectangle in the sky, nobody else sees it. What is this? Well, there was no one else
0: there, yeah. Okay. Uh, So we're sitting there just pointing at it, dumbfounded. I don't know if a word was spoken, and all I really remember is my finger following it as it left. So we jump off the lifeguard stand going, damn, you know, we got to go tell whoever will listen uh, what just happened to us and uh turn around go down to the strip on daytona beach and the whole street's empty like everyone's gone the whole party's over and we're like what the hell sure enough it was five hours later it was like 3 three thirty 30 in the morning we had sat on that bench at 10 and we're preparing to go to the club but decided to hang out at the beach for a minute and what we thought was five ten minutes turned into five hours and then that same friend who uh, lost that five hours with me Ended up living in every state that I lived in. As I, if I lived somewhere, he was there. It was crazy. He even lives in South Carolina now. He lived in Kansas when I lived in Kansas. He lived in Texas when I lived in Texas. And we didn't know that until I found him on Facebook. And then I found out he was living everywhere I was living. But
1: uh, What do you think that rectangle was? I
4: think they got abducted. Well,
1: Five it was pretty good. St. Pierre says uh, that. Yeah. Five hours disappeared.
4: It's like when you're driving. You kind of People forget. talk yeah.
1: about that uh, like some sort of portal in Arizona, where they're famous for like driving, and then it's like six hours later. Like what the, What the hell just happened? Desert shit. Desert. It's always shit, desert shit, dude. Then you got like Lizards. Skinwalker Ranch. That mm-hmm. shit happens.
4: Roswell was it fucking? Desert. In the desert, dude. Ariel Something 51, about the desert.
1: desert.
0: Man. And then there's the day that the giant V-shaped craft flew over the car, and then we met the high priest of the Church of Satan.
1: All right. Talk to me All about right. that. Johnny's nipples <laughs> just got hard here about that. Talk to me about the high priest of, of Satanism. I got to hear this.
0: Yeah. You, you can watch the video as well. Uh, you know, Just go through my YouTube channel. You, you'll see me hanging out with him. Uh, we're, we're heading up to this conference called ESO Zone in Portland, and I had brought a couple of friends again who had never seen a mountain before, so that was pretty exciting. But as we were driving past Ogden, Utah, uh, we got routed into Ogden. Now, Ogden is the town in the where all the West Coast in- income taxes go. It's a Mormon town and has this giant white specter of a temple, a Mormon temple there, right in Ogden.
1: Yeah, the, all the and- temples look like uh, spacecrafts. Have you noticed that about? Mormon temples. Like if you go to San Diego when you're driving down, the 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 I mean, the biggest spaceship you've ever seen is this temple. I mean you're like that looks straight out of like, you know, like S- Star Wars, dude. Oh shit. I just found it. Yeah, it's like Yeah. It's huge. Very dude. like a like a Disney movie. Look at that, dude. It's creepy as shit. Look at that
0: shit. Yeah, Mormonism is extraterrestrial Freemasonry.
1: What? Dude.
0: Yeah. You have stories
1: yeah. inside stories. <laughs> Mormonism so Joseph
0: Smith was a, was a mason. And he decided to go start this this religion, right? But it didn't work where he was at uh, over here in the East side, so he took it to Utah and started again. He was a con man, Freemason that wanted to make his own order. So he said he wanted to make Freemasonry what it should be. But if you get deeper into Mormonism, you find out that, you know, you get your own planet. And that you're battling this extraterrestrial uh, force and all of the things that go down in Mormonism. It's extraterrestrial Freemasonry.
1: Dude, you're totally right. I mean, like Scientology is like that as well. Scientology, there's some things in the middle of the planet. You just become your own God, right? It's like all this crazy shit.
0: Scientology is OTO based, you know, Crowley and all that crap. Oh, my Uh, God.
1: What's your thoughts on Crowley?
0: Crowley, they were together.
1: What's your thoughts on Crowley?
0: Crowley's a very interesting man. If anyone predicted the 20th, 21st century, it was that guy, man. He did not get it wrong. And, you know, everything he said that was going to come did. And if anything, he created the 21st century. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that's Aleister Crowley, man. Uh, Everything that we do, you know, every group you listen to, they were all formed out of Crowley. You know the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin. You know the list goes on and on. Bowie, uh, everything you know is is comes from Crowley.
1: Now, do you know anything about that temple at the pyramid where only like three men have ever been allowed in? It was like Hitler, um, Crowley, and uh, who's the French general? Um, Napoleon. Napoleon. Do you know anything about nah, I that? I heard about that. Okay, look, I found something that. So go back to your story about the meeting this satanic high priest. I need to hear this. All
0: right, all right. Uh, by the way, the book that Crowley channeled in that room, though, uh, well, his wife, Rose, actually channeled it, the book of the law that the OTO is based on yeah. is housed at, at UT campus. So uh, it's at the University of Texas in the Harry Ransom Center. So Crowley's you know, book is Crowley at the UT
1: Is that the UT now Crowley is Satanism or what is Crowley?
0: Mm, Yeah, he's pretty openly Satanic.
1: What Um, is Satanism free man?
0: Well, see now. Okay. So like Rex church, the, the Satanist that I met that day, uh, you know, that's a different form of Satanism, right? There, there's variations. So the church of Satan is basically the idea that might means right. If, Anyone were to go and, and check the tenets of Satanism you would find uh, that you are you are a Satanist uh, you know if you believe that you should go out and Earn your right and take what's yours and all of that, you know a lot of the American ideals are actually satanic in their, uh Their their beliefs, you know,
1: I can agree more now Let me ask you something and we're gonna to get to this story, but is Satanism really just a psyop that is that they took all the characteristics of the black cube of saturn saturnism or whatever that's called and put it in a satanism and put it over there so nobody looked over here at the black cube
0: that's entirely possible you know wow. when you start looking into anton Levey and such you know you really get into the intelligence agencies and uh was he yeah, cia in your Huh?
1: Was he CIA?
0: Anton LeVay? Yeah. Um let's see. There was also uh what's his name who did the the psychic warfare? Um
1: Oh, what was his name? Well, who's, yeah, who's, uh, the, who's the was the, the psychiatrist? The the um the PR person was all about the century of me. Who's that guy? Thank you. Uh, I, I don't know. All right, all right. All right, that's fine. Let's get yeah, back. I can't
0: believe I can't think of his name.
1: The Century of Me. Can you look that up? I'm looking over XG. Now.
0: God damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, you know, he he did uh, Mind War. Uh, was his book? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was the the high priest of the Church of Satan at the time. Um, yeah. Sorry, drawing a blank on that. Yeah, one. I
1: got I two guys looking up stuff and nobody's finding it. Century right. of Me, nothing. I mean, you know,
0: I, I got books on Satanism. You
1: know. Bam. Now is <laughs> Satanism now there's is there different forms of Satanism? Yeah.
0: Like yeah, there's the kind
1: that's like you're your own God, you're that, and then you have the one that's like, hey, might is right.
0: Well, that's kind of the same. I mean, that's the basic tenets of Satanism. Uh it's more animalistic, you know. Uh they don't believe in Satan.
1: Yeah, you know, it, there's no like, Satan, right? It's not a real yeah. thing. And I, like, I'm gonna hear the 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 greatest trick that the, the devil ever did was convince you that he w- didn't exist. I I just don't believe. I I believe in an in, in an evil, and I believe it's Saturnism and that they just scrambled the words and made it satanism. Okay, that's what I believe. You know. I don't believe in a Lucifer. I don't believe in a sat- in a Satan. I believe in the black cube of Saturn. And I was mean, just... Am I talking out no, of my no. ass? So then
4: point? if you don't believe in that, then
1: would there be no God? I, I mean, like... I I believe in a higher power. That, like, there's something I, that is energy. That all cause, energy. Cause that whole Do I believe there's some guy in the sky who looks yeah, like ZZ Top? That's what I'm saying. Keeping score? Because... Th- won't let Johnny in because he touches himself a lot. Because they say Lucifer was Thou an angel. shall right? not pass.
4: <laughs> they might let him in. He's a nice guy.
1: Are going to let Johnny in? I mean, well, jo- Johnny's going to be excited. Was- about- I'm getting in way before you, buddy. Okay. No, Johnny, you will not. I spread love and help the people. You're a germaphobe who gets okay. sick all the time, okay?
3: Okay. I
4: don't know, but Lu- wasn't Lucifer an angel? That was.
1: He well, sent down there's, no, by there's one mention, I guess, of Lucifer in the Bible. I'm sure I'm going to get pounded on this in the comment section, but it's basically about basically the the, the he fall uh, he he questioned God and he fell from the sky, which is Lady Gaga Super Bowl fucking halftime show. By the way, yep. with the pointy white t- right? free man, am I talking tits? out my ass here?
0: Uh, that story doesn't exist, but yeah, I mean that's the way that people. Re- See the story, but if you look up, yeah, Lucifer, there's it only shows up once in the Bible, and it's uh, usually believed to be talking about Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the king of Babylon. Oh, oh, Lucifer, how thou hast fallen. Uh, you well, know, it's pretty interesting, though, is you know, this whole story about uh, how Lucifer was known for lightning, and uh, then it says, Oh, Satan, or Satan falls like lightning from heaven. Well, if you were to say that in Hebrew, it would be Barak. Obama, uh, oh,
1: shit.
3: lightning from heaven.
1: Oh, my God. You just saw Johnny cry. He's such a Obama fan. Why can't you That's be- not
3: true. I never voted for Obama. You did.
1: <laughs> he did, too. <laughs> Johnny was quick on the trigger on that
4: one.
1: <laughs> hey, was Obama... Hey, course. <laughs> Magga, a free man was Obama. CIA was his mother. CIA was she uh, MK Ultra sex kitten, and was his fu- grandfather, uh, OG CIA.
2: Um,
1: you, you've heard my cloning theories, haven't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I can uh, never oh. hear them enough. And I'm gonna get to this high priest story. Trust me <laughs> on that, everybody. We're just going down yeah, this rabbit hole.
0: Not too much to tell there. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and I think the evidence is clear, is that the Obamas are actually clones of uh, Akhenaten and family. And that uh, the um, the mm-hmm. white, you know, there's nude pictures of Barack's mom on the web, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Have you seen those pictures mm-hmm. of his mama? Barack's yeah, mama was a sex right kid. Now. now, Now, when you... In the CIA, the MK Ultra, women are sex kittens, and guys are like, you know, John Wick. That's how they make. They make you the killing machines, or um, you know, chuckle fuckers. That's kind of how it goes. They make you, uh, right, Johnny? All right, what are you? I'm, I'm
3: busy looking at the nude photos of uh, Barack Obama's <laughs> mom that egg she just pulled up. What's her name? <laughs> I can't remember her name. <laughs>
1: You're not putting uh, them on the video, right? Because no, we'll no. get kicked off. No, nah, I'm
3: them looking up. at him in the in the preview screen.
1: Yeah, I had to look him up. Yeah, Barack Obama's mom was a little freak. Kind of hot. And they yeah, said, well, you in. know,
0: she was compromised, you know, and so that's that's how they get you
1: if you're what compromised. Do you mean by compromise? Then they can use you. Blackmailed? Are you saying they blackmailed her? Nah, these look like yeah, she I knew mean,
4: that they were in there. No, she's that's posing. What he, she's posing in these pictures. It's not like that's some blackmail. That's what
1: male. he's saying, XG. What he's saying is that they caught her doing some something, and then they made her do all this stuff. That's what compromises,
0: right? Yeah, all she had to do was say that she was the parent of these clones. You know, it wasn't a big deal.
1: I'm with you, dude. Johnny, have you ever no? I was the theory it Could it could
3: be that she was maybe a surrogate mother to the clones?
1: Could they put the clones in that's her? That's possible. That's
0: possible, you know. Somebody had to give birth to the clone. Yeah. But I, I doubt it.
4: That's the Epstein shit that he was wanted to do. He wanted yeah. to get like twenty women impregnated and shit. Women, yeah.
1: Hey, uh Freeman Fly, real quick before we get back to the high priestess story. How hung is Michelle Obama?
0: Ah <laughs> 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 oh, man. That that story overshadowed my story so badly. I I, I hate it. Like every time I talk about Michelle being a clone of Queen T and then somebody say, well, she's a
1: man. Queen and I'm like, tea, Well, you know, T T no. girls, yeah. girls, it all kind of plays together. So we're back. You're at the, your Mormon temple. You're going to meet with the high priestess of Satanism. I would need to hear this story.
0: Yeah. And, you know, this actually might play into uh, one of my music videos if we uh, end up doing that. We will uh, because- do that,
1: brother. I promise you that. We will listen to your music video.
0: He, uh, so here we are. We're cruising. We just got routed into Ogden. I'm traveling with a couple of magicians on my way to an esoteric conference where magicians are going to be speaking. And I was invited as one of them.
1: Hold and- on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Just every time you talk, <laughs> right. amazing stuff comes out. You're going to an esoteric conference where magicians are talking. Why are magicians talking? Well, magicians
0: in the sense of magical orders like the Church of Satan or the OTO or... uh, I mean, there was one troupe that came out, started doing heroin on stage and uh, performed this black magic ritual that we couldn't leave. They locked us in there. Uh, It was creepy, man. It was called uh, Red King. Oh, my God. I swear that guy was trying to hit us up with his own spell. I refuse to watch like I mean they brought out uh, absinthe with heads floating in it and all this stuff and they had all this ghoulish uh, stuff around the stage and they had these Nazi girls coming out pulling girls out of the audience and stripping them naked. And then the band came out and there was this creepy girl on stage doing this stuff on the stage. And then the band comes out and this girl starts starts booting up, starts getting the heroin shot ready for him and shoots him up on stage. And they play their music and he does this magic ritual and we're all locked in the building. We couldn't leave and they wouldn't let me film it either.
1: Dude, when was this? The 80s were so different than today, weren't they, dude? I mean, you could <laughs> not. Imagine if you did a show where you pulled a woman on stage and just stripped her naked. How how would that go? How would that
0: go? Yeah, this was 2000s. Oh shit.
1: Yeah. Man, Satan uh, get weird, dog. 2005,
0: 2006 somewhere around there.
1: Holy shit, dude.
0: I already had the TV show going, you know.
1: Holy shit, dude. So yeah. what so this guy shoots heroin, everything's good. When do you meet the high priest?
0: Well, this. like the whole band got all shot up. We stole all their shit too. We stole all the <laughs> junk. I shouldn't stuff. admit that, um, allegedly, because they got all junked out and left stage. So we we're like, "Hey, there's a great magical equipment here. Let's take it." Uh, <laughs> you know, they're not gonna notice, right? Yeah.
4: All the magical equipment. So, uh, for my next trick, yeah, so- I will OD everybody.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
4: I will come back to life. <laughs>
1: Who knows? They had
0: a bone thrown, all kinds of crazy shit. But anyway, so yeah, we're coming out of Ogden, right? My friend's like, they just put us through a pentagram ritual in this Mormon temple because we were getting routed into a pentagram. It was crazy. And we finally shot back out on the highway. And I'm looking out the window. I'm in the back seat and I see this giant planet hanging in the sky. Uh we're in the desert, you know, and there's a mountain on the right side and pretty clear on the left side, just flat plains. And I see what looks like a giant Venus. And I'm busy wondering what the hell this thing is. And it keeps getting closer and closer and bigger and bigger. And next thing I know, it's a giant triangle. It's got to be, you know, a mile across. You know, like what they were reporting at the Phoenix Lights.
1: It had really? uh,
0: anti-gravitic balls up underneath it. Now, this, I would say, is some sort of secret space program, Earth-based technology, you know? But yeah, yeah giant hovering craft just uh just zooms right over us right over the car i'm telling them to stop the car so i can film it uh, you can watch our reaction to it in the film that i did because uh that's all i got on film i didn't get the the craft on film just our reaction and uh so you know we're sitting there this giant v-shaped craft flies over the car and we're just freaking out and like oh my god and i'm like oh man that was it and then we end up at the conference And, uh, you know, we went to a gas station and we found out there was a military base right by there. So, you know, there was something right there in Utah,
1: Utah's uh, got some, yeah, for sure. Some military bases. Do you think that, do you believe in aliens? Do you think that there are people from other planets or is it possible People from other territories, you know, that's the whole thing with flat Earth. Some people think beyond the ice wall is more territory, and that's what extraterrestrial, extraterritory is. Do you believe in space? Do you think the Van Allen Belt is the dome? What are your thoughts?
0: I don't believe that uh, you could fly here in a flying saucer and then crash in Roswell. You know, if you're an intergalactic traveler, you're not going to be coming here in a flying saucer and then crash. I mean, imagine trying to repair your flying saucer across an intergalactic space. Uh, it's not going to happen. So I've often believed that the greys, the flying saucers and such came from subterranean, you know, the inner earth. Oh, as opposed inner earth. To so you're an inner
1: earth guy? Hollow. Hollow yeah, earth? Yeah, like yeah. Like ants and uh, ant people and stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah, Exactly. The Anasazi and, uh, you know, when you look at a gray, it's, it's subterranean. I mean, it's got big black eyes. It's like an ant, you know, it's got no, no pigment to the skin. It's long and spindly. I mean, it's, it's definitely subterranean, subterranean wherever it comes from.
1: Holy shit. Holy
0: I think, shit. uh, yeah, I think they're just coming up out of the earth and they're not coming extraterrestrial at all.
1: What do you but, think's like, going on in Antarctica?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a big mystery that I would love to know the answer to. Uh, when we have all those bizarre people, John Kerry, uh, the king of Rome. I don't remember all the people that had shown up there. But, you know, Buzz Aldrin showing up there, 33rd degree mason getting sick, couldn't return. You know, there was weird stuff going on up there. And John Kerry, of course, is long devil in the skull and bones. So, you know, you got to be a member of these secret societies to even be in in a position to get to Antarctica or to uh, be in the secret programs.
1: Uh, Freeman, have you ever been asked to join a secret society? Yeah, I guess the
0: Masons have tried, but see, they've got this non-recruiting policy. You'll see the Mason bumper stickers that say, uh, you know, to be one, ask one. And that's because technically they're not allowed to ask you to join. So you won't ever ask, be asked to join. Uh, it's against the rules. you got to find the order yourself.
1: How do you do that? Do I find the Freemason temple, be like, hey, can I join?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, You just need uh, one brother to sponsor you. And then they do your whole background history. They have people come stay at your house, check you out, make sure you know everything. They put you through all the first rituals uh you know guide you through all of that you gotta learn all the secret words i got them all right here
1: oh i, if ever I want, wanted
0: to learn it uh, yeah <laughs>
1: i'd love to hear any of it i'd love to hear any of it what's your favorite cons- we've,
4: we've been invited we have so, been yeah, invited so that was not legit that no was-
1: well he didn't say the join he wanted to show us his temple <laughs> his uh a lodge he didn't say i'm gonna sign no, you guys gone. up gone.
4: Gone and checked it out
1: well why you didn't go I'm an old man. I like to go to bed at the shows. You're coked out of your skull. Go <laughs> hang out and go do go, yeah, go do blow at the Freemasons Lodge. I bet you they get the best blow out there. Uh, I don't know. Do you believe in Bigfoot?
0: I had a Bigfoot experience oh. at the East Eddy Ranch. I
1: Let me this. hear this, I please. This. I
0: didn't, it's not as exciting as it could be. Uh, the East Eddy Ranch by James Gilliland... Um, he, he, he it's on Mount Adams, I believe. And you can sit out there in his backyard with night vision goggles and watch UFOs making turns and all hanging out like all night long. Uh, you would be sleeping out there and the whole crowd will be like,
1: oh, ah, oh, wow.
0: And at one point they told me, well, let us see if we can call an orb. And I'm thinking, you know, OK, uh, whatever. And so I put on the night vision goggles and they turned on this infrared light. And I took the night vision goggles off and realized that no one else could see that beam, but whoever was wearing the goggles, which was me at the time. And all of it, you know, so there were dust particles or water or whatever floating in the beam that I was seeing. And I thought that's the orbs that they were talking about. Like, oh, well, you know, that could be dust, that could be water, that could be whatever. And then all of a sudden over the mountain comes flying this orb. And it just zoots down the mountain, comes across the plane, goes over the light, and zooms back off again. And I'm like, "What the hell? Did you guys see that?" And of course, no one did because I was the only one with damn goggles on. So <laughs> uh, there was, you know. So I, I've got UFOs flying all left and right over my head. I got orbs floating over, infrared beams coming out. And I go back to the room, and I'm standing, and all of a sudden, thud, thud, thud. And they'd already told us all the, the Bigfoot stories out there. And I mean, the room was like shaking from these footsteps, and everybody, the dog, and everyone in the room's freaking out. Like, I'm trying to go out the door, and they're grabbing me, like, no, go out there. Don't, I want to see this thing, you know? Uh, by the time I got out the door, there was nothing, you know? But uh, we heard that thing, and it freaked everybody out. What do you so, think, in this one place, you know, all that happened that one night.
1: What do you think Bigfoot is? free man do you think he's interdimensional time traveler you know is he here to eat us i mean like we know about the bigfoot wars of 1855 i mean everybody knows about that you know but like is is he like why is he here is this some crazy shit is he from another dimension
0: the the story of bigfoot goes all, all the way back to the epic of gilgamesh the very first book ever written so, uh, really? you know, yeah. Yeah. So the gods, the gods built uh, Enkidu is what he was called in the epic of Gilgamesh to fight this big king, uh, King Gilgamesh uh, for because he was raping and eating all of his people. God. So they needed to build him a play thing. And so they built Enkidu. So basically he was, you know, this crafted being that came from subterranean chambers that had lasers that gui- guarded it. And the whole time, Gilgamesh is trying to get back into these subterranean chambers saying, look, I'm two-thirds god. My mom was a goddess. So you need to let me get to the god's planet. And uh, so they built Bigfoot to battle King Gilgamesh.
1: Dude, why is is that a movie? Is there anywhere I could see this movie? Why don't we write that script?
0: Yeah, just take the epic of Gilgamesh and turn it into sci-fi.
4: And they just like to remake movies. Like the, no one can think of new shit like this. Yeah,
0: this is a new shit. Hey, this well, is yeah, old but, shit. This no, is the new, oldest shit. New movie. Don idea. Peyote was rated the worst movie made in America that year. <laughs> what do you on go- Ebert? You can go check it out.
1: Uh, what do you think was what was got worse ratings? You, that movie or Freddy got fingered? Anybody? What do you think was? <laughs> what was? I love Bigfoot. I can listen to Bigfoot anytime. I think Bigfoot is great. I'm big on that. What's your favorite conspiracy, Freeman? Mine. Your conspiracy is your favorite conspiracy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I want to get Anything back to. I want to get back to synchronicity. What do you think we need to tell people out there? If people are like depressed, they're sad, they are, uh, you know, they 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 they're just like in a rut. What do you suggest?
0: Right, we get we get tied into control dramas from our parents you know from the time we're born we we got energy that we're trying to suck off of other people try to get attention trying to get all of that so the problem is is that we're not getting enough of that own energy you know ether whatever you want to call it or orgasm if you're into that uh we're not I'm getting enough that. of the energy that that you know love of life and so uh you know, you got to go out and seek the beauty. You have to. You have to fulfill yourself so that you have the energy to give to others. Because everybody's trying to suck your soul. So if you got enough energy in your soul to feed these soul suckers, then they are uh, buoyant, and your whole situation changes and everything gets better. Uh, but if you're one of the soul suckers, then you're gonna have a you know gonna have to find someone like me or you that has the life in them that can give them the energy they need. So it's it starts there. It starts with food. It starts with finding beauty in life and in things around you, staring at plants, you know, stuff like that. And then you have to get out there. You have to get, you know, you can't have a synchronicity without another human. Uh, so you've got to go out and meet that person and throw yourself in situations. You've got to get out of the state, house, formal. right?
1: You have yeah. to interact with others. You've got to yeah. work out. You've got to go to the gym. You've got to be... You know, it's just like, get a hobby. Like, I'm going to start axe throwing. That's going to be my new hobby. They have an axe throwing place near my house. I've, they got leagues. Should we jo- all join a league? Should we join a league? Let's do an axe throwing league. Let's start a team. You know, and we'll, we'll call it the Tinfoil hat Axe Throwing League. And we'll start throwing axes. Get a hobby. Talk to people. Get out of your house.
0: How about this? I, I didn't know anyone in South Carolina. I lived here for a few years. I haven't really left the house, and I don't know anyone. So I decided I'm bored. I'm going to go find someone. I, I, I think if I walk downtown, maybe somebody will recognize me, right? Right. So I go downtown. It's December. It's freezing, and I didn't bring a coat because I never leave my house, and I didn't realize I needed it. And so I'm like, forget this, man. It's freezing. I'm, I'm going to go back home. The streets were empty. There was no one out there. I wasn't going to meet anyone, right? So I just gave up, like, forget it. And I walked back to the car. I got one foot in the car, and the only person walking down the street says,
1: Freeman? And all of a sudden, I made a friend. Like, <laughs> you know, that's that's how it goes. No, I'm with you. You know what's so funny, dude? I literally was one time at, where was I at? Uh, uh, I was at some sporting event. And I go, I wonder if anyone's going to recognize me here. Like, how you know, because, like, it's a bit, you know, Tim hat does well it's, in L.A. It's been working. Right? And I go, Is anyone going and nobody, it was the last, like, minute of the game, nobody, and all of a sudden goes, hey, are you Sam Tripoli? And I'm like, oh my, and that's, like, the minute I thought that, bam, somebody, it's like, I'm telling yeah. you, you ever thought about somebody, and then they appear, you ever thought about somebody, oh, and then they call? That's like the crazy, like, do you think, what do you think we live in, Freeman? What is this world that we live in? Is it a simulation, yep. a dimension? Is it a dimension simulation? What is it in your yeah, opinion?
0: I would go with consciousness matrix, man, for sure. And that the, the magicians of our planet, like Walt Disney, uh, control our consciousness, you know? And so we manufacture the reality that they want because they control us from birth. And uh, yeah, I believe it's a conscious matrix, Uh, We can change if we believe in it.
1: Right, and there's just like a set of rules, okay? And just like any video game, there are rules. You can't just make up rules. You have to follow these rules. Like, you know, I always say it. In Donkey Kong, Super Mario can't turn into a dragon and just go fuck up Donkey Kong. You have to play within these rules. But you can control the simulation. I'm telling you, the Matrix was a doc. Wouldn't you agree free man it's a doc
0: yeah yeah definitely i mean see magic ritual magic all this magic talk we've been talking about is a way to hack the matrix that's the point of ritual magic is to to develop your consciousness so when you do a magic ritual you make sure you have the right sense the right colors the right sounds the right feelings everything around you in order to uh, create that spell And then you create that in the ritual, and then it happens in real life. That's the purpose of ritual magic, is to hack the conscious matrix. Synchronicity works out in another way, where you don't have a clue as to what is perfect for you. And you step out into the world, and suddenly it presents you with the most perfect thing that you would have never, ever even thought of. And that's how that my life works. You know, I end up in all these amazing things and places and I never intended any of it or even even thought of it. So, you know, my life has been synchronistic from for so long. I mean, uh, you know, here I am, 52 years old. I've been on the road since 90, well, since the 80s. And, you know, I, I never know how I'm doing what I'm doing. And yet I'm still here.
1: Is ritual magic battling the occult? Are they two different things? Are they the same thing? Are they different vibes? Are they two totally separate things? And I shouldn't even be trying to clump them in together in some way.
0: No, ritual magic is the occult. And if you were to, like, pull out, uh, you know, the complete system of magic of the Golden Dawn, right? Uh, Oh, shit. Works of magic here, you know? (laughs) <laughs> i actually uh had this very epi- uh, book on alex jones the first time i was on his radio program so
1: so uh, that's a book yep. and it has no titles or anything on it it's very uh it's like yeah, yeah. that's right there it's on the, the binding. complete
0: system of the golden dawn ritual magic and what is the golden dawn now uh, the golden dawn's another magical order uh crowley belonged to it for a while and um uh, mcgregor mathers and so McGregor, Mathers, and Crowley would battle over, psychically, over who controlled the, the magical practices. And eventually Crowley left the Golden Dawn and got deeper into uh, the OTO, the Ordo Templi Orientis.
1: Order um, of Templis Orientis. What is that?
0: That is the Order of the Eastern Templar. Oh, so the OTO is the one that you're seeing all the sex magic rituals coming on. Through uh, pop culture? huh
1: is that through pop culture all those sex rituals magic all the dark well, art stuff
0: they are hollywood man the oto you know is deep uh, that's what i was saying like led zeppelin i mean you know jimmy page lived in crowley's house on the loch ness um you know bowie all of them were oto ordo templi orientis you know it's Beatles, zeppelin all of them And like I was saying, you know, Crowley created the 21st century. He predicted everything that we're doing right now. Uh, Back in 1904, you know, he's laying this shit down. So that's the the OTO. Yeah, there's all kinds of magical orders out there, but some are more bigger than others.
1: Does any one group run the world or is it like gangs? Everyone's got their turf and sometimes they work together and sometimes they don't
0: yeah that sounds about right like the Catholics hate the Masons and the Masons uh, you know hate the Mormons and uh, you know (laughs) that it's it's definitely a magical battle going on out there that most people aren't aware of
1: Uh, modern politics free man what's your take on Donald Trump Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, Uh, are they in battles? Is it crime bosses versus, satanic pedophiles, or what do you think it is?
0: Yeah, we, um, (laughs) that's, uh, I don't know. We got so deep into that one last time. uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, uh, just for you, for the listeners, man, the last show we did was epic, just so you know. Um, yeah, instant You don't classic, think like this one's
1: epic? I think it's epic.
0: <laughs> oh, I do, I do, I do. It's just I was
1: uh I'm crushing, you're crushing, I mean, we're all crushing. You got stories, man. Got stories yeah. for days.
0: That's a long story, is the thing, and I told it last time we were together, so I didn't. It's fine. I mean, it's important, but yeah, we covered it pretty good. Uh I mean, but this, these... like like this war with Iran, man. Talk you know, to me. I've been talking about this for for 12 years on air, uh, why it matters when we go to war with Iran.
1: Why is Because everybody
0: matter? sees this as just another one of the endless Middle Eastern wars. But that's not the case. The Iran was always the cherry on top, because Iran is, the, is connected with the Russia-China alliance. So it really didn't matter how many Middle Eastern countries we decimated as America. Uh, what mattered was when we finally started the war with Iran because this gives the China Russia China alliance free license for World War 3 which is what they've been working towards with the space force right oh. so i've been talking about the space force for 15 years so if you think the space force was donald trump's idea uh, i got i got 15 years of shit on my website about it you know uh, space force is nothing new it's not uh barack obama or it's not it, you know it came around in barack a time when he shut down the the nasa you know columbia space shuttle and all of that um but the space force you know i've been tracking that forever the the x-37b has been orbiting our planet this robotic space plane uh for god i don't even know how long now maybe like almost a decade and that was the first time that we had uh, broken the the uh, treaty for space, the weaponization of space. So honestly, with the creation of Harp and the launch of the X-37B, which is uh, known as the Flying Twinkie, it's a robotic space shuttle that orbits the planet doing God knows what. Uh, we already broke our, our treaties with Russia and China with the creation of these things. But now with the war with Iran, uh, that gives open license for World War III, and that's really what they've been after all along. So this war with Iran is not the simple war that you know is just another endless war in the Middle East. This is the one that could and can uh, spark World War III because the Russia-China alliance packs Iran.
1: Who wants World War III, man?
0: uh the the reality creators you know the masons especially uh scottish right freemasons more especially as uh if you believe it there's no proof uh, that albert pike wrote this letter about the three world wars to uh the head of the mafia mazzini uh back in the 1700s he had listed uh you know three world wars but there's no proof that 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 letter's real yet you know it's 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 like the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, you know, it it states exactly what is happening. So, you know, uh, what are you going to say? So they outline these three world wars to bring about the religion of Lucifer. And they say, you know, let the nihilists destroy the Christians and let the Muslims and the nihilists, uh, you know, fight it out. And then uh, when everyone has lost faith in everything. We can raise the true religion of Lucifer and they will all come to the light. Now, in Freemasonry, that's what you say. You, you've come for light. You've come for more light. And uh, they absolutely worship Lucifer openly. Like, there's Masons that will, you know, tell you no problem. Yeah, yeah, Lucifer. Because for them, Lucifer isn't Satan. Lucifer is more like Prometheus.
1: Who's Prometheus? More like uh,
0: the apotheosis of George Washington becoming God. You know, that's, you know, it's painted on the national capital ceiling. You know, the apotheosis of Washington is the man becoming God. And so they have to destroy a bunch of us before they can do that.
1: And Prometheus is you become your own God.
0: Yeah. Prometheus, uh, tried to become, uh, as high as God built these wings out of wax and feathers, was told not to fly too close to the sun, but he did and fell and died. Um, so it's kind of a warning story.
1: Jeez, man, I could talk to you forever, dude. (laughs) I could talk this stuff.
0: Four. All right, so the high priest church of Satan. So we had this giant V-shaped <laughs> craft fly over our car, and next thing we know, we're at this conference. I'm hanging out with the uh, nine, uh, the twin tower architect, Paul LaFolie, and he's showing off his magical devices on how to channel extraterrestrials through his art, and. Uh, Then I get up on stage and I give my first talk on extraterrestrials and magic because that's always been kind of my thing is the occult coupled with extraterrestrials. And then, of course, I decoded corporate logos. I created that whole concept of occult corporate logos. Yeah, 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 for
1: sure, for sure.
0: All right. And the high-profile rituals. You know, if you look at my work, you know, I have the first film on corporate logos, the first film on chemtrails, the first film on HARP, first film on synchronicity. You know, I was there at the beginning. I created these ideas. I decoded them and saw them and realized what they were. And then the rest of the world picked it up and went
2: Ramble crazy
0: that. with it. Uh, so I'm up on stage talking about all of that, and I've got this little bit in my bit that's uh, called. Uh, because uh, uh, I want you to be able to see this, um, Death TV is what I called it, Death TV, and you can find that on my YouTube channels as well. So I I made this little clip that allowed me to escape my lecture for a few minutes, you know. So uh, in Death TV, I had the high priest of the Church of Satan talking about propaganda and how all this works, and he has horns in his head. And, uh, you know, crazy black robes and a famous painter as well. He's, he's so famous in Portland that they have a donut named after him, but <laughs> yeah, the obelisk uh, donut has no hole, you know, it's an unholy donut. voodoo
1: donuts with the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, they have the donut. uh, child sex symbols on it. And the, uh, child, uh, f- uh, uh, coffin like that's some shady shit.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, Rex sleeps in a coffin, but uh, I don't know about children. He's a, He was a great guy. All right. So here I am. I'm up on stage. I'm showing my video death TV in the middle of my lecture because that gives me a moment to go run and have a cigarette. And uh, as I'm jumping off the, the stage, the dude in my video is standing right in front of me. And I'm thinking, oh, God, this Satanist is going to kill me. I'm freaking out. I run out right past him, you know, and, and go out and and kind of just have my cigarette trying to wonder, well, you know, what am I going to do when I got to walk back in and face this guy with horns? And now he's seen that I put him in my lecture, you know? Well, after the lecture, he comes up to me and he's like, Freeman, I, I just got to thank you so much. Uh, you you covered exactly what I wanted to cover and you presented me in such a great way, Uh and you opened my topic for me. I want to thank you so much. And uh, so suddenly I became friends with the high priest of the Church of Satan who was brought up by Anton LaVey. And now I'll tell you this. Uh, he has the mark of the beast on the back of his skull. Oh my God. And only a Satanist will know that this is the mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast is the X-Men logo. Yeah, X-Files logo. Uh, uh, OS 10 logo. I got a book right here. Oh,
1: my God. What does it look like, free man? What does it look like? It's, the X? It's the X-Men logo. Uh, look up the X-Men logo.
0: Yeah, it's just the O oh, with an X. O oh, with an X. So here we go. Uh, oh yeah, it's, yeah, there you go. See, now, no one will know that that's the mark of the beast because you got to be Satanist to know that.
1: Oh, my God. God, you're blowing my mind.
0: But, you know, it's in this book. Uh, Alistair Crowley and the Hidden God by Kenneth Grant. God, there's so many
1: books I want to read.
0: Yeah. And this is a great series. This is all about, uh, the Typhonian order. So what this magic is, and this is the guy who followed Crowley after Crowley left OTO. This is about how to channel extraterrestrials using ritual magic. And, uh you use the mark of the beast for that. And are, so, are
1: aliens... Um,
0: now, let me just show you. There's a whole chapter on the one beyond the 10, what is which that? is 11, and then there's a whole chapter on nine. Okay, so 9-11, oh that's how I God. predicted Oh,
1: God, it. dude. Yeah. You predicted yeah. it? Holy oh, shit. 9-11, I dude.
0: I what predicted about 11
1: 9/11 from the what? Stranger Things?
4: Yeah, that's what they called it, 11.
0: Oh 11, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Oh my. So are aliens like, I mean, we hear people say that aliens are fallen angels. Are, any thoughts on that? Well, that's
0: basically what that's saying. Yeah, oh yeah. So that mark and the typhon and uh, all of that ties into exactly that, that aliens are extraterrestrial or interdimensional entities that you can contact through ritual magic.
1: God dang man It's such a I'm very scared of the occult You know we've had some uh, People in the truth community Kind of dive hard into the uh, occult And you know (coughs) Have lost their lives I don't want to get into that That stuff scares me But studying just The history of it I find so interesting man
0: Every magician that's been on my show Died young
1: Oh, my. I'm not a magician. I don't, I'm not young either. So, I mean, I'm good to go, right? I'm good to go. Right. I'm not a magician. You're good. Okay. Thank you, Freeman. God. Freeman, listen to me, yeah. man. We got to talk about that you're in a band. What's your band?
0: Molecular. We were originally called the Kevin Spacey experiment, but we realized we had to change that pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, that might be well, a problem. the fact that uh, Kevin PR Spacey's problem. lawyer called also helped.
1: Oh, at this point, Kevin could use any good fucking press, right? I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy. I mean, I get kicked off of Twitter for saying the word retarded, and Kevin Spacey is, uh, calls out three murders, okay, and is a Twitter influencer. I don't get it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was Fogler's idea. I asked him for a name of the, for the band, and he's like, the Kevin Spacey experiment. But this was right before the Spacey, uh, you know, debacle happened. Uh, so we're called Molecular.
1: Okay, Uh, and we're gonna play. Are we gonna play a video of his real quick and some some of his music? If you play
0: "Losing Sleep," that's actually based on that book.
1: Okay, so we're gonna we're play we're gonna play a quick little a little part of uh, "Losing Sleep." This is molecular from "Free Man Fly." Okay, you're the worst DJ ever.
0: I'm playing the bass.
1: Love it, dude. That was great. That's Free the man. temple right there that we're Free talking about. Free man. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> right on. I could listen to that shit all the time.
0: You can get my album on Amazon.
1: Do you play live at all?
0: No. We can't find a drummer. <laughs> it's the I hardest the thing ever, man.
4: The visuals were fun,
1: dude. I gotta be honest with you, man. That's a real jam, brother. I'm, yeah, bare, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I was very impressed Not that I didn't expect greatness You're a free man fly, you're a wonderful human being uh, But that, like, that, will, I expected greatness And you blew my expectations away I
4: loved it Thanks. I
1: thought it was great, I could listen to that shit all day
4: Some acid
1: Drop um, some, yeah. Yeah, some mushrooms and just listen to Sorry. free man fly You gotta do that shit live, dude
0: Yeah, pick up the album, man You can get it on Amazon Molecular into the fire is the name of the album. You gotta
1: find a drummer, dude. You gotta start doing some live stuff. I want to do like a truth convention. I'd love to have uh, you know you guys play the band, play the thing. Damn you are a rugged man. That'd be great. Get all the truth people out. I'm oh, yeah. down with that. I'm down, dude. We gotta have you on on one time, free man, uh, I, and just talk ritual magic. Right. I'm in. I'm in, dude. Do you ever come out to L.A., brother?
0: Um, you know, not since uh, being kidnapped by Richard Pryor. but. Um,
1: <laughs> so it's been a while, man. No, it might there's be something a time? in
0: the universe that doesn't let me cross the Rockies, man. It's the weirdest thing. I
1: think it's time, dude. I think you need to come out and hang out with us.
0: We're- I'd do it. I'd do it. I, I showed up once uh, in my school bus when I toured the country <laughs> in a school bus.
1: You know, I would love to have uh, you, free man. I'd love to have you on the show, dude, because yeah. I like your style. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I love this interview. I thought it was great. I mean, we went through from hippies to aliens to Satanism to ritual magic to hearing your band. I mean, we we were all cooking with gas today is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to cover i know you had some things you wanted to cover and i wanted to make sure we got them all did we get them all did we get everything
4: there's one i do got. i think one. we hit it
1: man oh, okay okay we got the a mayans. question from xg the mayans yeah, yeah what about the mayans? Uh, the mayans you know a
4: lot about that right
0: well what was bizarre about this scenario was uh the mayans had prophesied that uh in 2007 the uh, tribe of nations would gather at the pyramids of Tikal and perform the first ever all night ritual at the pyramids and out of the blue somebody from every continent showed up at this thing and i was one of them i was invited by the mayans because they wanted me the famous freeman to to film this and uh but yet there was this whole collective that showed up there was only you know 13 14 of us but we represented the entire planet So, their prophecy came true. And then we were all getting set up to go up to the pyramids, you know, to call. Now, the movie 2012, all right, that place in the beginning of the film where everybody's laying dead from the suicide, that's where we were. That was the exact spot. And so, you know, seeing the movie 2012 freaked me out because I did this in 2007. Now, All of a sudden, they got a call saying, "Uh, No, you can't do an all night ritual at the pyramids. You can't do it. But all of these Mayans, Mama Mayans, (laughs) are also Mama Masons. So they suddenly got on all their phones. You'll you'll see the Mayans are all wearing their ceremonial aprons like the Masons do.
1: You're telling me the Mayans are Freemasons. Yep. Now we're crossing streams, brother.
0: Yep. And now they're, they were phoning up all of their, their government connections, trying to to get us to be able to do this. And, and then finally, as night starts to fall, they're just like, well, come on, we're just going to go do it. And they hustle us up the mountain into the, the pyramids of Tikal. And this guy comes straight at me with a shotgun like I mean I must have been the you know the one gringo that they could spot cuz there's you know 20 30 of us running up the, the place with all the ceremonial garb and incense and all of that but he comes at me with that shotgun and I just looked at him and said no habla español and kept going <laughs> But yeah we performed the first ever all night ritual at the pyramids of Teotihuacan and it was crazy that what? After that happened, after we went through all of that, the Mayans okay, the sun didn't rise that day. What? And so the yeah, it was so foggy and so clouded that on the day of the winter solstice uh, there was no sun, and so this was a horrible omen for the Mayans, and they were saying stuff like, "Well, we're going to sell all of our property off to the Gringos because they're going to be swimming with the fishes soon." So, uh,
4: is that the pyramid? Then, that has no. the, is that the pyramid that has the the sun the serpent coming down as the sun goes down? I don't think so. It's not that. Okay. I don't think it was the
0: uh because I didn't get to experience any of that because of the the clouds. Oh my but I don't God. think that was the same one. It's oh my uh God. but yeah, it's this it's the exact pyramids you'll see in the movie 2012. It's the exact place. And uh oh. but after that yeah, there. I ran up that thing. Because <laughs> we had the place to ourselves all night long, you know? So I was running all over that stupid pyramid.
1: Um, Free man, got to ask you Did the world end in 2012? No, I was what happened in 2012, oh, man. I gotta hear people this were story Before it. we wrap it up, talk to me. What happened in 2012?
0: 2012, uh, I. I, I I ended up homeless, right, because there's no money in this business, right, in podcasting and whatnot. Thank you. I was on about my fourth homeless stretch as I've done this show for free for 10 years, you know, Uh, 15 now, but 10 then. And so I I said to my listeners, well, I'll tell you what, you guys pitch in. I'm homeless. How about you pitch in on a school bus and I'll travel around the entire United States and uh, I'll show you everything happening for 2012. So sure enough, everybody chipped in on that school bus. Next thing I knew, I had to buy it. So I'm like, shit, you know, now I got a school bus and I got to travel around the country in it. I don't have money. I don't have a job. I don't have gas money. You know, how am I going to do this? Right. Well, so we just started taking emails and we started saying, all right, you know, first person. Now, this school bus got two miles to the dollar. Right. Two miles <laughs> oh. to the dollar. Right. Okay. That's how you know I couldn't it's even good, do miles Johnny. Per gallon."
1: <laughs> That's how you know the government can't take over your the the fucking car and ram it into a tree if it gets two dollars to two miles to the gallon. I'm try- i wanna buy to buy one dollar, of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was it was damn expensive to move that thing. If you missed your exit, it was 10 bucks. I mean, <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> That's the truth. So, I ended up taking this bus just to people's houses that emailed me and said, "Hey, bring your big school, your bus to my house." And then, of course, we get about 3 days at their house before the cops would run the bus off. But somehow through that we managed to do a perfect sacred spiral around the entire United States. We started in the dead center in Lawrence, Kansas, went to New York and Florida, Texas, California, on up to Washington, you know, did the whole thing. Found out later that that was the exact same trip that the Merry Pranksters did in the 60s, only we did it backwards. It was the exact same trip. None of it was planned, right? We ended up at every single Occupy that was happening uh, from Wall Street to... Uh, to portland you know uh we saw them all and every time that bus left the the occupy the cops came in and raided everyone like we were the death knoll of every occupy across the country
1: <laughs> it was crazy crazy I mean, dude none of crazy. this was planned
0: none of it was planned
1: oh my god uh, i could yeah to
0: so we know. redid and and reversed the hippies uh spell from the sixties when they took the, the Mary prankster bus from, uh, California to, to New York. We did it the other way around and I'm sitting there in the place where Ken Kesey bought the school bus. Didn't know that somebody handed me a book from Ken Kesey's jail journals. I open it up and it says, well, when we were in La Honda and bought the bus and and I'm like, I'm in La Honda where they bought the bus in my bus. And it was crazy, man. Yeah.
1: You, my friend, are a national treasure. You are a dimensional treasure, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Freeman, I hope you enjoyed this interview because I loved it. Uh, I I did. I had a great time, Freeman. I could just sit down and uh, let you talk forever. Uh, Freeman, one more time, let them know where they can find all of your amazing stuff.
0: Well, freemantv.com has now all the audio, and unfortunately, YouTube is hosting all of my videos. Uh, so you if you know. go to Freeman TV on YouTube, then go to the playlist section. Go to the playlists, because you won't be able to find all my work. They have it all banned, blocked, barred, and everything. So the only way to find all my work on YouTube is by going to actually to my channel and clicking playlists, and then go through all the playlists, you know? Uh, Because every video I make is banned, blocked, barred, every last one of them, uh, worldwide, over and over again. YouTube has been trying to take me down for 15 years, and they can't do it. So, uh, you know, I fell under the same thing Alex did. They tried to take me down. So anything free, man, TV, that's me. And uh, you'll find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all that goodness.
1: Well, brother, you are loved by the swarm here at Tinfoil Hat. Uh, Anytime, all the time We got to make sure we do this more often Uh, It's been too long So we got to have you back You know, I'm sure next time we see you You'll have twice as many books in there Okay, you'll be shoving books on books We're going to talk some more ritual magic Uh, He's free Man, fly He's a G, we love you buddy Thanks for coming on We appreciate you guys tuning in Again, we're coming Fort Worth We're coming uh, uh, OKC Check out the Patreon. It is rockin'. Come get weird, and we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll talk to you. Take care, everybody. Be Bye. And, 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 and a world-governing body
0: will be created to enforce them. Welcome to
1: Tinfoil Half. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional hey, shit. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron.